Welcome to the Graybeard Chronicles podcast. Your hosts, Brian Halstead and Kevin Harkins, are two gray-bearded patriots who love God, their family and friends, and their country. The Graybeards are here to inspire, inform, and educate you on a myriad of topics they are passionate about. Brian and Kevin have a strong desire to share this with you to help you live your best life. Sit back and enjoy this amazing podcast as the Graybeards pass along the wisdom of the ages. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 23 of the Graybeard Chronicles. And this is a, uh, a two-part, right? So this is part two part B. of a, part two. Uh, a conversation that we had about life's brutal truths that we don't want to admit. admit. Yeah. I like the idea that you mentioned last time about tweeting this to the to the gentleman who wrote the article and yeah that would be interesting to see if he pays attention and does anything with it yeah yeah and I actually I went back and looked at the article the article's a few years old okay um, this was I oh, think first good. written in 2016 and I um, I also noted that um, the thought that I was just about to share completely left me now oh no <laughs> it was word. like gone um Happens to me every day. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Okay. It was the uh, the date. I definitely wanted to call that out. Um, I said something about tweeting him and letting him know that it was out there. Was oh, that- oh, okay. Um, yeah, so what I did in the first episode um, that we discussed about this article is I put a link to the article in it. So you can actually read the whole okay. article. Yeah, oh, good. Uh, that's what I wanted to say. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Got All right, so we're uh, we're changing things up a little bit, and uh, due to some scheduling conflicts that are upcoming, and our commitment to always release a new episode every week, uh, we're uh, we're recording this a little early, and by early, I actually have two meanings, right? So early in that it's not the following Monday yet; it's actually only a couple days after the uh, the first half of this article that we discussed, and it's early in the morning, which um, just means we're we're not drinking yet. <laughs> far as y'all know (laughs) and uh, so that changes the dynamic a little bit but not a whole lot it's not like we sit here and you know partake in a whole bunch of spirits but uh, yes I'm drinking coffee yes the unleaded version the unleaded version I'm I'm drinking the leaded version all right I need that little kick yeah whether I need it or not I don't know I certainly like it though I love coffee I drink a lot of it just experimenting with decaf to see what it does for me if anything. Experimenting with decaf. So on the subject of experimenting, I, I saw something this morning that I thought was funny. A little uh, uh, Facebook meme, and it said, you know, here's, here, you want to understand the difference between um, alcohol and marijuana? Five guys get drunk, and they want to fight. Right. Five guys get stoned, and they start a band. <laughs> It's like, hmm, that, that, that kind of does sum it up, that doesn't does. it? I think that sums it up right there. <laughs> hmm. That's a little off subject, but I just thought that was funny. Maybe we should do a podcast on that. Legalization of drugs someday. We'll, we'll put that in the queue for our consideration. Yeah, yeah you, uh, you never know. It might, might happen here in Virginia. That's right. It's, it's taken on a life for sure. There are many places where it's legal now in this country, which... Just the, the rate of change, social change, is quite remarkable to me to look around with. 
think back to when we were kids and how it was and how things have changed. I mean, it is. Things are changing rapidly. Yeah, it's been a bit since we were kids. That's right. That's right. I don't know that it's been all that long since we acted like children, um, but it's been a bit since we were actually kids. <laughs> I act like a child every single day. Uh, and good for you on that. Absolutely. All right, so let's, uh, let's talk about the second half of this article. So we, we, went, uh, we did 1 through 10 on the, uh, on the first episode, so now we're diving in at 11. Do we need to read the, art, the, the title again just to orient if somebody popped in? Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, Go ahead. Okay, yeah, the, the title of the article. Oh, gosh, I got it. 20 Brutal Truths About Life No One Wants to Admit. And uh, Matt Jones wrote this article, and he listed these 20 items. We got through the first 10 at the last podcast, and we're going to get through the second 10 on this one. So now you're oriented. Hmm. All right, so what's number 11? Number 11 is your talent means nothing without consistent effort and practice. Amen. Well, that certainly makes sense. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, folks walk around and some have natural talent and some have talent that they've developed over the years. And, you know, it's one of those things that if you if you put it on the shelf and you're not doing anything about it or you're not doing anything to constantly hone that skill, I think it's a, a skill that will degrade over time potentially. And, it, again, it depends on the subject matter and, and how drastically that would be affected. But, yeah, I, I absolutely believe this. that's a true statement. Yeah, no argument with me on that either. I think there's so many examples in life about people who were told at a young age that they didn't have any talent and they use that as fuel for persistence. Huh, maybe we should do a podcast on that. Oh, wait, we already have. <laughs> um, yes, they, uh, you know, they get motivated because they choose not to give control of their lives to somebody else's opinion and they double down and, and they put in the time and the effort to to work at it to the point where they become so good. And you're right, everybody's born with genetic predispositions, whether it's athletically, intellectually, um, emotionally, whatever. But there's so many things, in fact, pretty much everything, I believe, that you can, you can overcome or master with time, given the right level of motivation. And, but without that, talent means nothing, so. Gotta continue to hone that skill. You want to take on 12 or you want me to? Go go ahead. You're right. Number 12. Now is the only time that matters. So stop wasting it by ruminating on the past or planning the future. Yeah, the only time you have is now. Yeah. Right? So the past is the past. It's in the rearview mirror. Uh, You know, it it can inform what you do, right, in in good ways and bad. because it's it, it in many ways it's ever present in your mind you uh you know i've always said you know learn from the past don't live in it and let it positively influence your actions going forward to pr- produce better results um just don't get hung up on it don't don't uh you know, don't the, ruminate on it that's yeah that's the word, it that's the word that i like used. hung up better uh, all right i'm not sure i would that, normally that, use ruminate that, in a sentence that's that's the better redneck version <laughs> that's right <laughs> Man, you haven't called me a redneck in a while. I feel good. It's all right. I like it. <laughs> yes, I agree with you. In fact, the note that I took on that was, yeah, you got to learn from the past. There's nothing wrong with looking back and gathering the lessons learned and 
applying them as you go forward. So I, I do think there's some value in considering what's gone before. But ruminating on it, that has a negative connotation that you're spending the time um, doing something that you don't really, that's not really helpful to you. The other note that I had on this one was the planning for the future. That one, I got, I got, there was a little hook in it for me, the planning for the future part of it. Right. Because I, I think you do need to plan for the future. Uh, and so I, I'm not sure exactly what was in his head when he wrote this, but to read the statement again, now is the only time that matters, so stop wasting it by ruminating on the past or planning for the future. Um, yeah, what do you think about planning for the future? Well, we've, we've had many conversations about that, and I, you know, it's absolutely essential. You have to, whether you're, you're dealing with business or personally, you have to have a vision for what you want that future to look like and what you want to accomplish and a plan to get there. So, yeah, I, I guess I see what you're saying with the, um, you know, the, the last the part of that. And, and, and I also understand that, you know, the, the mentality that all you have is right now. That's all you're guaranteed is this moment. So... I think what what maybe is is uh, is the focus here is is don't ruin the present because you're worried about the future or you're you're focused too much on a future uh, outcome and you know it's messing up the here and now. Yes, exactly. I think I've I've heard somebody say, and I've repeated it myself: don't pass up today looking for tomorrow. Exactly. And uh, I, I think that's yeah. I, I think that's that is destructive, but. For those who haven't read the article, under each item that he lists, he has um, a sentence or two kind of explaining it. And one of the things that he says that I, I, and that was another hook for me, you can't control the past. That's correct. It's gone forever. You're not getting it back. And then he goes on to say, and you can't predict the future. Yeah, that's true to a certain extent, but I actually have on my wall at home a framed plaque that says the best way to predict the future is to create it. And so in that respect, I think you can predict the future in some respects. When you decide who you are, where you're going, and then you plan to get there, you are to some extent predicting the future. You, of course, you don't know exactly how it's going to turn out. And uh, as we talked about on items number one and two on this, you may not live to see it because we're all going to die and we don't know when. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it was Churchill that said something to the effect of, you know, the best... Uh, write your own history, right? So, there you go. I, I, and I absolutely love that phrase, and it, it makes sense to me. Um, I'm looking through my uh, photos here because there's um, there's a picture that I've seen in, in a statement that talks about you know your your current um, state of being, right? So uh, how you're feeling and, mm -hmm. and and based on your thoughts. And I can't find it right now, but um, ultimately it talks about you know if you're uh, if you're feeling regret, it's because you're 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 thinking about the past, and if you're anxious, you're um, thinking about the future. Okay. And if you're at at peace, it's because you're you know thinking about the here and now. Got it. Or something to that effect. I'm glad you told me what you were doing because I thought you were just getting bored with the conversation and decided <laughs> well, to start. I was like, I'm spending a lot of time <laughs> scrolling through pictures here. Right. And Kevin's probably thinking I'm being incredibly yeah. rude, <laughs> and so maybe I should give him some explanation here. <laughs> What is going on, man? I've never seen you do that before. So uh, there was a purpose. <laughs> All right. Are we good with 12? We're good with 12. On to 13. All right. I, I love this one. Um, 
So nobody cares how difficult your life is and you are the author of your life story. Well, I think we just talked about a little bit of that, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, write your own history. Um, but the part that, you know, the nobody cares how difficult your life is, I think there's, there's some truth in that. And, and then there's, you know, I mean, it's, I don't think it's com completely true just on its face. Because yeah. I think there, you know, there are people that care, right? Those that, that are, you know, are, are close to you, um, they do care how, how things are going for you in your life and so on. And at the same time, um, you know, the, the other part that I took away from this is, you know, those people um, that live their life on social media and want to air their dirty laundry on social media, stop that childish nonsense. You know, we don't want to see that. You know, you, um, you need to keep that stuff between you and the people in your life that you're dealing with. You know, don't, I just, it frustrates me when I see people doing that because it, and it, it, in a way it hurts me because I, I feel for them. I'm like, man, how, how jacked up is their existence that this is how they feel they have to put that out there, you know? Um, I just, there's a better way. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you uh, are exactly correct on that. And what, the part that you said about somebody cares, of course, your, your close family members care about the storms that you've encountered, the difficulties in your life. There's a phrase that I have heard and said repeated many times in my own life, and that is, it kind of has a nautical theme, which is consistent with my background. Nobody cares about the storms you've encountered. They only care that you brought the ship in. And it's another same way to think about it, this same issue. But the, the thing that that made me think of was if you look at anybody who's incredibly successful at any endeavor, and for me, I, because I love to watch and pay attention to sports, that's it's easy for me to come up with examples. But when you see a guy like Michael Jordan, when you see a guy like Larry Bird, when you see a guy like LeBron James, when you see a guy like Tom Brady, People say, <laughs> I know. I, Seriously, I saw you we, we got to talk about Tom Brady again. I saw you twitch there. <laughs> he's, uh, he's having some difficulties right now, but we'll see when the you know gets closer to playoff time if he can rise to the occasion. Anyway, the point is, people have this impression, or it's in business. You know, you have an incredibly successful business person, and they're like, "Wow, they were born into it," or they were they were born with this incredible athletic talent. They have no idea the storms that these people have actually encountered. They have no idea that Michael Jordan and Larry Bird and LeBron James were the first people to show up in the basketball court for practice and the last people to leave for years. Right. You know, that they don't, they don't appreciate the hard work. They don't appreciate the storms. And honestly, like the quote says, they don't care. Right. They, they, but it, when, when they don't care, they also have a whole bunch of misperceptions. So I, I think that's important. The other thing that I think is key in, in scenarios like you just described is at you know, when you accomplish what it is that you were setting out to accomplish, you don't get there and celebrate that accomplishment and then think about all of the difficulties that you had to overcome to get there. You know, you're not going back and, and think, oh, I had to do this and I had to do that. And you no, know, that just takes away from it. Yeah. Right. You, you have a mission in, in mind and you're going to accomplish that mission. And when you do, you celebrate it and you don't worry about all the nonsense that it took to get there. You know, it's right. like... Um, childbirth right now obviously I have not 
experience that, you know, firsthand anyways. I mean, I've been present for a couple. Yes. Um, playing my part. Right. But, um, you know, I've heard women say, you know, childbirth, you know, you, you don't remember the, the pain that you went through to give birth to that human being, right? Because the joy of that occurring and, and now having this, this new, you know, brand new life there in front of you um, just makes all of that go away. It is. It is a miracle. It, it is. And, and then you, you get overwhelmed by and one human being pops out of another human being. And you're like, wow, dude, how'd that happen? <laughs> it is a miracle that never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it is certainly something to uh, behold. Um, having been been present for the birth of, of both of my daughters and and actually um, involved in the uh, in the second one because we were we were fortunate that a uh, a friend of ours was the um, labor and delivery nurse that was working that night and uh, she came in and gave me some gloves and I'm like what do I need those for she's like you're gonna help wow like, okay oh I my. And, and sure enough, okay. you know, it was pretty cool because I, uh, I was actually the, the first human to hold my youngest daughter. Oh, so I thought that was pretty cool. That's a great story. Yeah. yeah. One that you obviously will never forget. Yeah. Um, on to number 14. I, I will read this one. All right. Yeah, I'm hesitating because, well, your words... <laughs> <laughs> Any anything that talks about thoughts in a non-positive way, there's a trigger there, well, isn't there? I'm a one-trick pony, aren't I? <laughs> your words are more important than your thoughts, so start inspiring people. I ain't buying. I'm just that gonna one. stay away from yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I don't want you to stay away. <laughs> I, I, I don't believe for one second in on this one that your words are more important. People can say anything, and they do say anything. And people have a habit of saying things that they think other people want to hear, while at the same time, internally, their thoughts are completely different. I do get the point, and like the point about inspiring people. Right. But, but are your words more important than your thoughts? I don't, to me, words are like the icing on the, on the cake, the, you know, the real, the real content is deep down inside someplace. It's yeah, yeah. So I, I, I hear what you're saying there, and I think I think the problem and the disconnect in that is when when you lack the authenticity of your words being consistent with your thoughts. Yes, and right? if you approach it that way, then absolutely. Um, yeah, because I, I I hear exactly what you're saying. If you're saying one thing and you're thinking another, that's yeah, that's not good. Right? And I think a lot of people do that. In fact, I think people go through their lives doing that. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah. Stop that. Right. That's, <laughs> yes. That, yes. Is, that is not a way to operate. Right. right. So, and you know, it's one of those things about difficult conversations, right? So people don't want, people don't like conflict. They don't want to have difficult conversations. And at the same time, especially if you're dealing with somebody um, that's close to you, somebody you know and love and care about, you owe them the honesty and authenticity of having a real conversation with them and, and sharing what you're thinking. And you can do so in a kind way or, you know, just because you don't agree with them or, or you know, have some, maybe some hearth. Uh, uh, some hearth, it's Christmas some time. Some hearth. Right. Yeah. No, harsh 
truths yes. to share with them, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily make it a bad thing. And, uh, you know, I, I've also said before that, you know, with, withholding uh, feedback from somebody that could help them is a hostile act, in my opinion. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah, it reminded me of a boss that I had who basically said that same thing. He said, if I, if I get into trouble because of something that you didn't tell me or give me feedback on, then I'm holding you accountable for that. That's a, that's a good way to think about that. So, so there you go. There's all the, the hooks in that issue. But uh, yeah, if you're, if you're speaking the truth, then words are important. Still don't think they're more important than thoughts, but... <laughs> Yeah, that more thing. I saw yes. that. I was like, oh, Uh-oh. Kevin's going to react to that. <laughs> wow. Am I that obvious? I guess I am. Well, there's certain things that, that you believe, right? And, and your, your actions are consistent with that, and as it should be. Number 15 is yours. Investing in yourself isn't selfish. It's the most worthwhile thing you can do. Yeah, we've said that a bunch of times, right? You, uh, you absolutely have to take care of number one because if you don't, you are not going to be able to fully contribute to other people, yep. to other scenarios, right. you know? Um, I, that's just a cold, hard fact, um, I believe. Yep. If you don't love and take care of yourself, you can't love and take care of others. You really can't because you're so so down and wallowing in your own stuff that you can't really effectively, I mean, you can, but not. It's not sustainable over the long haul. Right. Right. At some point there's going to be a break. Yeah. You know, where it's going to start having a negative impact on you if you're not looking out for you as well. And it's also, uh, I'm, I'm, I may have mentioned this reading again for the, however many of time, um, Stephen Covey's seven habits of highly effective people. And the seventh habit is, Sharpen the saw. Sharpen the saw means invest in yourself. And so, yeah, we're coming at it from all of these different angles. Hey, I, got, I had a flashback here just from, from the other night when we, we uh, recorded and talked about watching that video, It's Not About the Nail. Yes. Yeah, so oh. we, uh, we watched that afterwards, and what, what a great little video, right, to drive that point home. It's, uh, you know, it's not about the nail. And it's, you know... <laughs> It, it, it's it's funny to watch because it's like you know we could really help you in the scenario you know I could help you in the scenario by just maybe taking that nail out <laughs> um, the clear source of the problem right and at the same time that's not what she wants to hear correct what she wants to hear is that you understand how much that hurts and how hard that can be to deal with and then maybe you can get to the point of helping her you know pull the nail out of her forehead uh, <laughs> But for right now, it's not about the nail. Not about the nail. Yeah, I, I uh, actually showed that to uh, to my wife and uh, and daughter last night, and and shared the the story, and yeah, spot on. It, it's spot on in so many different ways, you know. And we've talked about it before. In every in every joke, there's a grain of truth, and that's intended to be humorous, and it is. But it also clearly communicates some fundamental differences between men and women as well. You know, men, are, they just want to fix the problem. Uh, they don't necessarily want to talk about it. And women need to talk about it and need to work through the emotions of it. And, uh, and so we clash sometimes. And not all women are like that. Not all men are like that. But typically speaking, yes. 
and this is a little off subject, but I'm going to ask this question. Um, what do you think about the differences in men and women when it comes to collaboration? I, my, my blink, my immediate responses would be that uh, women are probably better at collaboration than, than men are just right off the top. I, that, you know. Yeah, that's, and, and, that, and that's the point I wanted to, to share because I've heard and, and, and experienced that same thing. I think in many ways they are. Yeah, yeah they're much more relational. And, uh, and so that maintaining the relationship through collaboration is, I think, a part of it. And, and men just tend to steam ahead Full yeah. speed ahead, now, get it done. Having said that, I could also say that women are much meaner to one another in many cases they can than be men. Quite mean to each other. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's true. All right. Well, that was totally off subject, but that's uh, all right. It, was, it just—it was, it was a thought that popped in my head, and I wanted to share. Number sixteen. It's not what happens; it's how you react that matters. Hmm. Yes. We, we haven't heard that before. Not a single time, but multiple times we have. Yes. That's, uh, that, that's the one thing that you absolutely control in every scenario that you're involved in. How it lands on you and how you decide, you know, whatever it is, how you decide to respond to it is going to dictate the outcome. Yes. Yes. And the latest example for me is last night we had a learning over beer talk at the brewery. Um, Dan Zappa was presenting, and he's a brain cancer survivor. And one of his quotes was, and I wrote it down, it, it's not about the challenge, it's about your response. And suffering, the, the, the specific topic that he was talking about at the moment was, suffering is part of the human, human condition. If it, you know, everybody doesn't have brain cancer, but everybody has suffering in one form or another throughout the period of their lives. It, and so relabel suffering as the challenge. It's not about the challenge, it's about your response. And I thought that was spot on and it's completely consistent with this item right here. So. Not a whole lot of discussion about no, that. No, that one's easy. That, <laughs> yeah. one's, that one's the blazing obvious. Yeah. yeah. All right, so 17. You need to improve your relationships to have lasting happiness. I think you're good to handle this one. Why do you think that? <laughs> because I've heard you talk about this a number of times. Yeah, I, I mean, well, first off, you, uh, you're responsible for your own happiness. We, we've talked about that. Right. And uh, in, in recent podcasts, right, I mean, the most recent one, the first half of this, we talked about happiness because that was one of the, the earlier comments. Um, yeah, I mean, your, your relationships, this life is not intended to be lived alone. And the, the higher quality, the, the better quality relationships you have, the, uh, the better the experience is going to be. And they take time and effort, right? You, you have to, you know, they don't just happen. You, um, I mean, some of them do, right? I mean, you, you're going to have, um, I, think it, I think it differs depending upon the level or the depth of the relationship, right? right. So, I mean, you can have those acquaintances and, and, you know, those relationships might not take a whole lot of work, right? Because you just deal with those people uh, every now and then on a, uh, I don't want to say superficial, but more of a surface level, if you will, um, where, you know, the true relationships where you can have those open, honest and authentic conversations and share, you know, things with folks. Yeah, those take time. Right. 
Yes. And the, the thought that occurred to me as I was considering this particular item was we are, we are social animals. Uh, as a boy, for some reason, Siri thought, thought I was talking to her and she just woke up on my computer and tried to answer my question. <laughs> Siri's like, I'm going to be y'all's first guest. <laughs> yes. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? Ask Siri a bunch of questions. Uh, anyway, we digress. Where that actually could be interesting. That, that could be, yes. Yeah. I know Siri can do a beatbox. Really? Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll deal with that one later. Um, yeah, we're social animals. And there's, you know, I, I think of the normal sort of standard distribution of normal behavior when it comes to relationships. Of course, there are people that are way out in the fringes that are, you know, you wouldn't consider them to be normal. You'd consider them to be extreme in some way in terms of their behavior, and most people very much want it. I mean, it's lonely. If, if, if you are extremely successful or extremely down or extremely reflective of an issue and you don't have anybody to share it with you, it's a lonely existence. And uh, so to me, that says it all right there. You need to improve your relationships and take people along with you as you enjoy the ride. Otherwise, you can't enjoy the a ride, maybe not at all, or certainly not nearly as much. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Life is like sex. It's better with other people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. How long have you been trying to get that one in there? Yeah. I've said it before. Uh, yeah, I, know. Right. I know. We'll hear it again, too. Absolutely, yes. because I believe it, right? <laughs> you can do it by yourself, but it's way more fun when there's other people involved. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Speaking <laughs> so what, of doing it by yourself, uh, number 18. All right, you're up. Pleasure is temporary and fleeting, so stop chasing fireworks and start building a constellation. By the way, what does that mean at the end? What is he, what is he talking about building a constellation? I, didn't, I wasn't really tracking on that one. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not sure I uh, completely... Un- I understand based on the additional comment down here right so don't settle for an ego boost right now when you can delay gratification and experience deeper fulfillment so we've talked about delayed gratification versus instant gratification and so i think when he ties that together then that makes that makes sense but i'm the statement in and of itself it's it's like yeah what does that mean right Right? so i mean why chasing fireworks that just seems like an odd thing to begin with it may be the excitement of the explosion and all of the yeah. you know, fancy colors and the boom and the whatever. Yeah, I mean, people enjoy watching fireworks. So you're, but you're going after that, but a split second later, it's over. Right. And you're just dealing with the smoke that, that lingers afterwards. It is. Pleasure is temporary and fleeting. Yeah, it, we were talking about... Yeah, when you're talking about the difference between instant gratification and delayed gratification, yeah, that, that absolutely makes sense. And we did a, I think we did a whole podcast on that. Yes, we did. Yeah. Yes, we did. It was, and it was a good one. All right. Number more 19. to add on 18 or are we good? No, I'm good on that one. I'm good on that one. All right, so number 19. Your ambition means nothing without execution. It's time to put in the work. Yes. Yeah, this is actually a repetitive one. Um, if I think back to what was it? Yeah, back to number 11. Your talent means nothing without consistent effort and practice. Is Your ambition means nothing without execution. It's time to put in the work. 
Yeah. yeah. I totally agree, right? You, you gotta, I mean, you, you can be the idea guy or the idea gal, right? And at the same time, those things aren't going to create positive change in the world unless somebody does something about it. And maybe that somebody is you, right? So maybe you're the person that can have those great ideas and work on the implementation thereof, or maybe you can't, right? So you need somebody else um, in your life, whether it's you know somebody on your team at work or somebody on your team in life uh, to, to help you in the implementation process and actually you know make something out of these ideas that you're coming up with. Yeah, you just hit on a whole course that we could talk about in terms of the group dynamics of execution and getting stuff done and different people with different strengths and skill sets and bringing right. them together. I mean, there's some folks out there that are incre- absolutely incredible about executing stuff. Right. And they haven't had an original thought in years. Right. If ever. Right. And that's okay. And they're because o- when and they're they on a team okay with it. Yeah. yeah, and when they're on a team, they provide a crucial uh, part of that team, right? So again, the ideas without the ability to execute them are pretty much worthless. You need you need all of the different people doing all of the different things. <clears throat> and I don't think anybody sh- should discount the uh, value of ambition because you need ambition to, to conquer the next challenge. But without execution, I think it's exactly right. You got nothing. You're just a dreamer as I think we've said before on this very podcast. Right. And we need dreamers, right? So we're, not, we're certainly not downing that. Uh, we just need some doers to go along with them. Yes. All right. So we, we briefly touched on number 20, I think, when we recorded the first half of this because we referenced the importance of, uh, of time. Uh, so since you're the one that referenced that, we'll let you finish out with, with number 20. I love it. As I said at the very beginning last time when we were introducing the topic we've gone full circle here we we started with the issue of time and we've ended with the issue of time and uh, once again the additional the addition of the of the hourglass to the graybeard chronicles logo sums it up and uh, i think i've already said it time is ticking so think about what you're doing in this moment right now and make the very best of it and make that decision time after time after time after time, all day long, every day. And you'll wake up a year from now and go, oh my, look how far I've come. That's, that's what will happen. That's cool that you say that. Uh, I, I saw something the other day about, you know, your life can be completely different a year from now. And you know, that might be difficult for somebody to realize and 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 really embrace because they're in the midst of suffering right now and at the same time it's absolutely true your life literally could be completely different a year from now and you just have to take steps and decide that you want it to be different right and uh, i think that's the first part is deciding that you want it to be different because once you make that decision, then your mind will start putting things in place to facilitate that outcome, right? And we've said before, the universe will start conspiring to make that happen. I think you're talking about the value of thoughts. <laughs> yes, I was able to get that in there again. I, I was just wondering, you yes. know, was I, how, how could I even be surprised by that? I know. <laughs> 
No, that's awesome. You're absolutely right. You know, we thoughts are are huge, right? They're they're in that chain, right? Your thoughts drive your behaviors, and your behaviors drive your results. And if there's any part of that that you're not happy with, right? So, I mean, the first thing you got to look at is the results. And if you're not happy with the results, then you got to go back and evaluate the other two pieces and figure out where that chain has a has a weak a weak link. Yeah, and fix it. So let me share with you. Um, the impact that this podcast is having on my own life and, and all of the actions and activities associated with it. And since we're talking about the hourglass, I've, I've mentioned it, you know, I bring it up all the time, <clears throat> which is a sign of how much it's impacted me. But it really did cause me to start thinking about how and where and why am I spending my time. And so I, I am actually going through sort of a a reset would be too strong, but a review of my priorities, a review of my life, a review of my goals with this issue of time in mind. And I am changing the way I behave. And it all started with the hourglass because it's, it's so appropriate. And at some point I'll probably stop emphasizing it, but I really am. I'm going through and looking at when I'm planning my day, how am I spending my time? And it's easy, I mean, in a, in a nanosecond, we all in this modern age can think of it. You're sitting on your computer, you're, you're on the internet, something pops up in the column on the side that, that, that is interesting to you. You click on it, it takes you to YouTube, it takes you to a really interesting video, and 30 minutes later, you sort of come to, and you realize, I have just lost 30 minutes of my life doing something that has nothing to do with anything other than I kind of found it interesting, but I, you know, it, it really happens. <laughs> All right. So two things I would like to say in response to that. The first thing is thank you for sharing that. And that it literally makes my heart smile to hear you say that. Excellent. Right. Because that's huge. Absolutely huge. And, uh, the second thing that I would say to that is, is about your story, you know, being distracted and, and going off to YouTube and, I think you're a redneck at heart, right? <laughs> um, because you see something shiny and you're off. Right? Squirrel, squirrel, yes. squirrel. Yes. Um, yeah, I, that's cool. Then uh, thank you for sharing that. And, uh, and, and thank you for sharing your time to record these podcasts. Because as, as we've said before, we're getting as much, if, if not more than, than out of this, than people that are listening to it. You know, it's, um, it's very beneficial. And, and I look forward to every I can't say every Monday because sometimes we're recording on days other than Monday um, I look forward to every one of these uh, conversations that we have they're um, they're powerful they are I do too this is not a waste of time oh, by, no. by any stretch this is this is exactly what we should be doing because it, it's having an impact on ourselves and, and on the world one person at a time absolutely yeah that's it all right. Well, that brings us to the end of the 20 items, part B of, uh, what was it again? The, the 20 brutal truths about life that no one wants to admit. Yeah. It was a cool article. And it, uh, you know, certainly thought-provoking and things that we do need to be talking about. You know, stop, stop having the trivial conversations or maybe, uh, maybe not stop, right? Because it's still, you know, fun to talk about, you know, sports and the weather or, you know, whatever. And at the same time, add to the quality and depth of conversations that you're having with people and focus on some of the more serious 
things that are actually going on in life and uh, and really make better use of your time and uh, build greater quality relationships with people and, and enjoy uh, your existence and, and, uh, and add to the quality of theirs. I think that was a wonderful summary of, of what we've done here the last couple podcasts. So I don't have a lot to add to it. Thank you. All right. So until next time, for all of you out there, remember to enjoy the ride. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Great Beer Chronicles. Please subscribe so you'll receive notification when new episodes are available. To learn more about the Greybeards, visit their website, graybeardchronicles.com.